The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. To Reality, a pop culture, current affairs, and LGBT news-oriented panel discussion series that's dedicated to you. Here are your hosts, Dominion Onyx, Carl Anthony, John Sebastian, and Legionnaire. Good evening and welcome to Reality, exclusively on Poppy Chulo Radio. Today is Thursday, April 21st, 2016, and it's time for another heaping helping of pop culture on demand from your favorite radio station and mine, Poppy Chulo Radio. Yay! Yay! Right. What? Okay. Yeah. You all right there, uh, John Sebastian? You sound like Percy Alley. <laughs> I feel like I've been run over twice. I, ha- I don't know what this is. This is how much I love this show. I am dying. I dying. know. We appreciate it so much. And we I am not, this is not hyperbole. Is this, this going to be sitcom style where we give you a bell and you ring the bell whenever you need something, but you become <laughs> insufferable with the bell, so we end up smashing the bell? <laughs> it, it, might, it might come down to that. Oh, my God. Oh, don't make me, don't make me laugh, because if I laugh, I can't breathe, and then I start coughing. Oh, but I do. Okay, so just so y'all know, I am sweating and chilly at the same time. Oh, that definitely this. sounds like the flu. And I'm coughing. I swear. I swear to God, I think I coughed up two lungs. Oh. My best partner at the time when I had the flu, he was like, "Yeah, you were you were literally hot and cold. You it was like you know, I had like one leg under the cover." Mm-hmm. And then, you know, half my body under the cover and half my body out. You know, it was like, depending on where you touch me, I was shivering or sweating. It was uh, terrible. But what, how about I was on a business trip when this shit kicked off? Ooh. Mm. So, I'm, so I had to go to, of all places, Richmond, Virginia. And it's nothing like being sick and you're not at home. That is the mm-hmm. worst. Oh, that is terrible. Were you at least in a decent hotel? Well, it was a Hampton Inn, but they had room service, so yeah. Oh, good. Legionnaire, <laughs> how are you, dear? I am. I am. I'm well. I'm well. I'm. I'm feeling very peculiar today. Oh, good. Oh, I'm assuming peculiar is a good thing. Um, it is. It is. It's, but it's, it's probably the best way to describe my disposition today. Very good, very good. And how are you feeling, Dominion, darling? I am uh, much better. You know, yesterday was a bad day with the family. But, uh, honey, we're going to have to have a come to Jesus meeting with my father. Like, either you're going to do what I say or you're going in a home. Oh, Lord. Mm. Yeah. Oh. I hate it when it gets to that point. I, uh, that's not; those are not fun conversations. Those not fun conversations. Well, you know, I nearly broke my thumbs off in anger. 
you know, because mm-hmm. I was squeezing my hands together so hard in frustration at him and my uncle. Mm. <clears throat> but then uh, I came home and made the best tomato sauce ever. Tell them how good the tomato sauce was, boy. That shit was fucking awesome. Exactly. Wow. Oh, my. Wow. Okay. I guess the boy has spoken. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was, I, I, uh, I took um, a ringing endorsement. <laughs> four pounds of Roma tomatoes, cut them in half, seeded, roasted them with some uh, with whole onions and whole cloves of garlic, olive oil, salt, pepper, and basil. When that was done, pureed it all and mixed it with uh, a small can of tomato paste. Two tablespoons of balsamic vinegar and two pounds of Italian turkey sausage. Oh, my. Oh, wow. Yes. You did the damn thing. And then then I put it in containers and I've been letting it urinate for a couple hours so it gets twangy. Lord, you let it urinate, baby. I'm letting it urinate. Yeah. Okay. You know, the longer you let it urinate, the better it tastes. That's true, honey. You got to pay the pig. Okay. So I I, I tasted some today. It was way it was good yesterday. Uh But it tastes way better today. So by tomorrow it'll be perfect for serving. Okay, do me a favor. Mm -hmm. Put me a little container in the freezer. Uh I'll I'll just make something the next time you come over come through. That's not a problem. Okay, thank you. See, that's what I'm talking about. See, that's what I'm talking about. Legionnaire, when I tell you I came over to visit John Sebastian, was that um around Christmas? You mean? Think, no, that was the day after Thanksgiving. It was the day after Thanksgiving. <laughs> okay. And honey, he was making dinner for Santa, and he was like, "Oh, I forgot to make potato salad." He had already uh boiled the potatoes, so the potatoes was just done in fifteen minutes. He made this potato salad. And I was like, I was like, girl, why don't you just, you know, hook a brother up and give me a, a, a little piece? I knew it wasn't going to be terrible because I've had his food before, but I was not prepared. I was not ready. I was like, God damn, this is the best potato I've ever had in my life. Thank you. I was like, how the fuck? And I sat there watching. I was like. It was just the right proportion of salt and pepper and mayonnaise and pickles and mustard. And I was just like, this this potato salad is incredible. And, you know, that was the best potato salad I have ever had in my life. And I was trying, you know, not to be super greedy because I ate all the first uh, serving of it so bad. So I was like, you you mind if I have a little bit more? And he was like, of course. I was like. Thank you. So the least I can do is make you some um, some uh, fresh roasted tomato uh, sauce. Thank you. Now, see, the rest of that story is, I, and I also said, do you want something to take home? No. no. I was like, you sure? Because it don't take you long <laughs> to make potatoes out. He's like, no, I'm good. I was like, all right, baby, because you know I got Tupperware. You know, mama. I, just, I mean, you was having dinner with your man and, you know, I didn't want to like, you know, because I had already had like 15 slices of ham. So <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> Between ham and potato salad, I didn't want your husband to come home and be like, why we just got like three slices of ham between us? <laughs> and it was 
potato salad. Oh, mm. and I, you know, I wouldn't even tell her. I'd be like, honey, you know, I get hungry when I cook, so eat up, darling. <laughs> <laughs> well, now I know. Uh, yes, and you know, and just so you know, you know, I had another ham in the freezer, so I, of you course know, because <laughs> I'm, 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 you keep a ham. I keep a ham, baby. Uh, I love it. I love it because I never know when somebody's gonna die. I keep a ham. I know, right? <laughs> I, when I tell you that this tomato uh, tomato sauce recipe is gonna go on good standby, mm. yes. I and think the only thing that I will do different neck differently next time is um, I will not even go through the bother of seeding the tomatoes. Don't before I do it. Because once I blend it all together, I can just strain strain it to get uh because I that way I'll still get the pulp, but I can leave the seeds behind. Mm, and it gives mm. it a little more body. Hmm. Yeah. And um one thing I did, uh, you know, because my father, you know, everyone needs a little extra fiber in their diet. Yes. So yes. I added um a several tablespoons full of chia seeds. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Okay. So, because that thickens it up. Yes. It adds so, fiber, and it adds fiber, and you can't you can't taste it at all. And if you if you get a piece in your mouth, it just it just feels like a little bit of pepper. Oh, okay. Yeah. Hmm. So, and it's uh, this salt. I feel like I need some more of it, but I'm on my um I'm on my 500 calorie day. So. Hmm. Yo, how many calories are on the day? What? So I'm on this every other day diet plan where uh, on alternate days you eat whatever you want within reason, of course. Mm-hmm. And on the opposite day, you only eat 500 calories. The science behind it suggests that even on the um, eat anything you want day, people only eat about 125% of what they would normally eat on average. So over a two-day period, you're still eating significantly less ca- uh, um, uh, less food. Hmm. Okay, is it working? Yeah. Okay. Thought I'd ask. Hmm. I mean, you know, I I'm not like, you know, I I'm, I'm not you know 175 pounds yet, but you know, I've lost maybe about three or four pounds over the past two weeks. Okay. Wow, okay. Let me tell you right now, I, you know, you talk about giving me 500 calories, I'm going to hurt somebody. <laughs> well, you know, some days, some days it's 500 calories and some days it's closer to 750. Okay. <laughs> Today was like a 750 day because, you know, I was still, I mean, yesterday, this foolishness with my father really set me over the edge. You know, you just go to bed tired and you're like, I wasn't that busy. And then you realize that you are emotionally drained. Mm. Dealing dealing with aging parents does emotionally drain you. It is, yeah. it is, it, and it's not just the dealing with them; it's dealing with the systems that they have to navigate as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it, you know, if it were just them, you can manage that. But when you have to deal with the systems and the personalities in those systems, add in sometimes other family members, it gets overwhelming. Very I'm, doing much. I'm doing my good counseling tonight. Right. 
don't even get me started on other family members. That was that was the significant part of the reason that you know I ended up screaming at the two of them and throwing spoons into glass. Oh my word! Oh my! So we had Listen, a diva fit as well. If they, if they, I told them that since they knew everything and you know they had it all together, they could handle all of the medication. I happened to have a, a spoon in my hand, and I was like, you know what, you can even fucking feed yourselves. And I threw the spoon at the patio door and and uh, stormed out, you know, very dramatic dynasty style, and slammed the door behind me. All righty. And then went back in. No, you left. Hell yeah, I left. Oh, shit. I left and went to work, and my sister... Oh, uh, my God. Huh? This was before you went to work? But I had taken the the morning off to take my father to these appointments. Then I was on my way to work, and I called my sister, and she was coming over that evening to discuss our game plan, and... uh, she, when she got there, she was like, Dad and Uncle Ricky were awfully subdued. I wonder why. <laughs> so, yeah, but we're going to have to have a talk. I'm like, look, you got three options. You can either do what I say because you know that I have your best interest in, at heart. Or you can do whatever it is that you want to do for the next six months, but know that at the end of those six months, you will almost certainly be dead. Mm. Or you can go into a nursing home. So what is it going to be? What is your pleasure? Right. Right. Ooh. Well, mercy. Well, okay. Well, Uncle. So, where does Uncle Ricky fit into this? Girl, we don't even have time for all that. Let's just get started with the show. <laughs> okay. Thank. Okay. Good. See. <laughs> like, no. Let, no hurt. No hurt. We. I could literally spend the next two hours talking about everything wrong that is wrong with just my father and his brother. <laughs> so. And, you know, the listeners, as much as I'm sure they are enthralled by the madness of my family, we got bills to pay. Child, we got bills to pay. I got medicine to take. And you know what? What? Y'all know what? What? Guess how we can pay them. How we gonna pay them, baby? Starting in 2020, we can pay them with this new $20 bill with Henry Tucker's face on it. Yeah! I ain't breaking no covenants. <laughs> I right. can't break a tubman. I can't break. I'm just gonna have to figure out a way to hold on to a tubman. I know, you right? You gonna, gonna hold your tubmans? I'm gonna hold my tubmans. Forget about business. Hey. Give me a tubman. Because I'm gonna try to hold me some too. I ain't mad at you. Mm. I love, you know, I already love VSB, VerySmartBrothers.com. Oh God, Jeff. He had two articles on it today. The first one. Harriet Tubman on the $20 bill might just be the most elaborate <laughs> troll for white tears ever. <laughs> and so he said, picture it. Uh, a man will enter some type of an establishment, a bar maybe, a bank perhaps, maybe even a bookstore. In my scenario, this man is in his mid-40s and possesses a slight stubble. He's wearing chinos, a blue shirt, brown shoes he's not particularly he's not a particularly handsome man but not particularly unhandsome either think Nicolas Cage not that he looks like Nicolas Cage but he's on the Nicolas Cage handsome level anyway a transaction will occur perhaps he will buy something a latte a bagel a garden hose mints or maybe he would just ask for change and then it will happen 
he will be handed a 20. And this will be the first 20 he's physically held with Harriet Tubman's face on it. He knew this was going to happen. (laughs) He remembers being dismayed by the news about it in 2020. And he also watched a couple recent news stories reminding people the Tubman 20s would be in circulation soon. But he just forgot. forgot. He just didn't realize it would be so soon, so sudden, so present. And when that 20 touches his hand for the first time, he recoils in horror and makes a face like he was handed a bag of wet cat poop. But it's a (laughs) surreal horror because although that $20 bill has her damn fucking face on it, it's still $20. And $20 is still $20. So he grudgingly and painfully puts it in his wallet, making sure to separate it from the other bills because his wallet will stay segregated. It's the least he can do, the only tiny victory he can muster. And he wa- as he walks out, day ruined, he angrily gulps his latte, but he forgets <laughs> that the latte is hot and burns his throat, and he leaves the store yelping, Damn you, Harriet! Damn you to the hell you came from! And then he finishes his shift at Office Max. <laughs> okay. The second article is even uh-huh. funnier. Oh, so... Same dude, VSB, very, very smart brothers. Harry Tubman on the $20, it, $20 bill is officially the blackest thing that will ever happen. So when I read this, I just want you to know, I thought I was going to pee on myself and cry. Yes. <laughs> I was going to create a list of things blacker than the face of Harriet Tubman, perhaps the fiercest and baddest person to ever plant foot on American soil, replacing Andrew Jackson's on the 20. This list would have included things like a spades game between Nat Turner, Shirley Chisholm, Nikki Giovanni, and Jesus. <laughs> a spades game between Nat Turner, Shirley Chisholm, Nikki Giovanni, and Jesus in Youngstown, Ohio. A spades game between Nat Turner, Shirley Chisholm, Nikki Giovanni, and Jesus in Youngstown, Ohio, where they stopped between hands to sample potato salad made by Marvin Gaye. A spades game between Matt Turner, Shirley Chisholm, Nikki Giovanni, and Jesus in Youngstown, Ohio, where they stopped in between hands to sample potato salad made by Marvin Gaye and listen to an inner city blues remake featuring Gaye, Nina Simone, Billie Holiday, and Sasha Obama. But I decided not to. Because nothing I could possibly cite or conjure would be blacker than this woman, this American woman, who lived as a fearless, relentless, and unambiguous challenge of America. Her very existence, both an indictment of our nation and the fullest and beautifulest peon to the kidnapped Africans living within it, existing on our currency the same currency she would have been purchased for 170 years ago. The blackness scale has officially been broken, obliterated, decimated. And all I know is I will never break a $20 bill again. Yes, God. (laughs) That's a sermon. Right there. That's a sermon. Makes you mad you didn't think of it so that you could, uh, Say it in church on Sunday. <laughs> I, you know what? I will preach it and give credit where credit is due. I, <laughs> Damon okay. Young. Look, Damon Young wrote the following. And I and just like I read it there, I would read it at church. 
Right. <laughs> yes. Woo. Uh, Thank you. Then, <laughs> Dumb Donald, also known as Ben Carson, <laughs> was on Neil uh, <sighs> Cavuto's show on Fox News uh, yesterday talking about the U.S. should find another way to honor Harriet Tubman like on the $2 bill. So he says, he said, um, Andrew Jackson was a tremendous secretary. I mean, a tremendous president. Uh, he uh, he asserted that Jackson was the last president who actually balanced the, fa- the federal budget. CNN uh, fact-checked that and said that was actually Bill Clinton. Andrew Jackson was, in fact, the last president to eradicate the national debt. Uh, the dumb, dumb Donald said he loved Harriet Tubman, but assured Cavuto that we can find another way to honor her, maybe a $2 bill. And you should note that Thomas Jefferson is currently on the $2 bill. Anyway, whatever. Girl. Mm. Donkey Punch. Next. From now on, we will we will no longer refer to him as Dr. Ben Carson. It will be Dumb Donald. Yeah. Yes. I like Dumb Dora uh, better. What? Dumb Dora. Oh, fine. Dumb Dora. Either, either works for me. Yes. Oh, good lord. So kids, uh let me let me let me hip you all to some um shade. That is just so rich, baby. <laughs> baby. So delicious, honey, and of such yes. epic level and refinement, honey, honey, baby. Bye. It was. It sustained me, honey. It was that good. Mm-hmm. It was so good that it, it will knock your cold or flu or whatever it is that you have, John Sebastian, right on out. Honey, I, I'm waiting for it to do it. This is a magical shit. That I shit was so fierce. I had to interrupt my B-52's day to throw in some David Bowie just for okay. her. Yeah, Mrs. Jones read for the gods. So let's get into it. It's about 60 seconds. <laughs> yes. I was just starting to create my cosmetics, so I wanted to be also taken seriously and not be in fashion shows every day. So I decided that I wasn't going to go to the shows. But what really put the nail <laughs> there for me is that when I read they held a show uh, an hour for Paris Health. I knew the game had changed. So it became where everybody wants to be seen and it's become a different animal. I mean, when you have D-listers, we're not talking about Linda Fargo from Bergdorf Gutten. <laughs> you know, you hold the show for that person because she is the establishment. She is fashion. But seriously? Paris? <laughs> All new <laughs> Did what did she read for filth? <laughs> she read for she the gutter. Read for absolute filth. Honey, she read that was a New Jersey garbage dump read. 
What was oh my the, God. The, the shadiest part? It was like, for Paris, for Paris Hilton. Hilton? Seriously? It was the laugh that was the funniest. It was like this dismissive, <laughs> like, <laughs> Paris Hilton? <laughs> but you have <laughs> D-listers. <laughs> right. Funny. Hey, this like, we're not talking was... about Linda Fargo, but right. Paris Hilton. Oh, okay. They, shady shade. That was a forest worth of shade. <laughs> Woo. Mother Red, Mother Red. You can tell she's been hanging around the queens. Because yes. that right there was some nasty queen gave her that. She learned, she studied well. She did. Mother studied, Mother, she honed her craft. Mrs. Jones read, that was a read, baby. Who was Mrs. Jones? Iman. Why is she David, Mrs. Jones? Da- David Bowie's real name is David Jones. Oh, I, I wasn't that deep into David Bowie, but that's good to know. I honestly didn't know that. I was like, did he mean to say Mrs. Bowie? Okay. I, okay. No, I mean, uh, she is, her, her official name is Iman, Iman da, 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 Jones. So, yeah. Oh, I knew what I was saying, but yes, honey. But look, Mrs. Bowie, Mrs. Jones, David's wife, read for the gods. Yes. Damn. Woo, yes. Speaking oh. of little, speaking of queens, James Franco says he's a little gay. Hmm. Uh, he gave an interview to New York Magazine. <laughs> he said that, uh, yeah, I'm a little gay, and there's a gay James. He said, if you dev- if your definition of gay and straight is who I sleep with, then I guess you could say I'm a gay cock tease. It's where my allegiance lies, where my sensibilities lie, where I how I define myself. I will say he doesn't look half bad in this picture from Instagram. Um, James Franco has a cute dad body, but I mean, I've never looked at at, uh, James Franco and been like, yes, he doesn't give me like he doesn't give me like Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, he's too young anyway. Okay. Mm. Wait a minute. Okay, so the funny thing is this Keegan Allen person, he's got a sibling named Debbie Allen. Oh. <laughs> okay. Now that's funny. <laughs> that is hilarious in itself. <laughs> right. So the last thing, last of our little round table, Sarah Palin says, Bill Nye's as much as a scientist as I am. Mm. Okay. I'm Jennifer Holliday. He's a kids actor, not a scientist. And, you know, I... Why are we even talking about this broad? However, you know, depending on how you want to spin it, she's right. Bill Nye, the science guy, is not a scientist. He's a mechanical engineer. So, this isn't his area of expertise. But the larger point is that He's more educated than you are, so shut it up. The bag of cat poop is more educated than she is. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're going to keep coming back to that bag of wet cat poop. Yes, that will. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Lord Jesus. Oh, my God. That woman just makes my teeth itch. Is there <laughs> anything more to say about this hoe? 
Um, no. Mm. Mm-mm, no. Not all at right. all. Well then, kids, let's just dive right into uh, our deep dive into hot topics. And first up, John Sebastian, hit us with the primary election update. Well, this week in the great state of New York, the presidential primary was held. And as expected, both Secretary Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump both won. Now um, that's dumb Donald. That's dumb Donald, yes. But they both won not only... They not only had big wins, but they had overwhelming wins. Um, Secretary Clinton beat Bernie Sanders by uh, 16 points, and Dumb Donald actually beat his closest competitor, uh, Governor John Kasich, by 35 points, and Ted Grandpa Munster Cruz by, well, let's just say four times as many votes. Um, what this does is, in the delegate count, it moves Secretary Clinton all the closer to the ultimate nomination and Dumb Donald as well. Um, in the way of the actual delegates received on the Democratic side, Secretary Clinton received 175 delegates, uh, Senator Sanders received 106 delegates, and there are still 10 delegates outstanding. It really will not make that much of a difference on the Democratic side. On the Republican side, it's the same way. Uh, Mr. Trump received 89 out of 95 delegates. Uh, Governor Kasich received four. Senator Cruz, otherwise known as Grandpa Munster, or the drag queen Omori, received none. There are still two delegates outstanding. Um, In the way of how the vote went down, um, it's amazing. Secretary Clinton basically won New York and the close-in the close-in suburbs. She also won, or is leading in Buffalo, she won Rochester, and there's one blurb in the center of the state that she won. Um, Everywhere else in the state, however, Bernie Sanders won. But because she won New York City um, and Buffalo and Rochester, she won all of the delegates. Um, A total of 1.8 million Democratic votes were cast. So that tells you, you know, how, how the vote broke down. On the Republican side, however, um, Dumb Donald won or is leading in every single solitary county. In every, I'm sorry, in every, not only every county, but almost every single solitary election district except one, the Upper West Side, where Kasich won. Um, he, you know, he won votes in other places, of course, but Kasich won the Upper West Side, which is where many socially uh, socially moderate Republicans who are still fiscally conservative live. And they've seen the Donald Trump show for years and years and years, and they're fed up with it. Um, the biggest surprise out of all of this is that Ted Cruz, trusted Ted, received... 126,000 votes out of approximately 800,000 votes. He won less than 15% of the vote. Mm. Now, as far as the delegate, as far as the conventions go, um, Secretary Clinton is still on a march. She is marching through convention land like Sherman marched through Atlanta and burning shit up in her wake. Um, 
on the Republican side, by Donald Trump winning by such a huge margin in New York, he has made himself even closer to not having a contested convention in Cleveland, um, which for the Republicans means that's your candidate. Enjoy. Hmm. I think that's it. You know what annoyed me is people were like, but Bernie Sanders won more counties. I was like, but don't nobody live there. Right. <laughs> so, if I mean, it's, it's not, it's not, it's, if it's an election by the popular vote, if people don't live there, then it doesn't matter. I don't really know what to tell you. Okay, so for example, in New York County, New York, which is Manhattan, Secretary Clinton won 177,496 votes, which is 67% of the vote. She won two-thirds of the vote in Manhattan. In Queens County, she won 62% of the vote. In Brooklyn County, she won six... Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's... Yeah, Kings County is Brooklyn. Brooklyn County, Bernie Sanders' home turf, where he's from, she won 60% of the vote. (laughs) Uh, Richmond County, which is Staten Island, she won 52% of the vote. In... Onondaga County, which is in the center of the state, it literally is in the middle of nowhere. I gotta figure out what's there. She won 53% of the vote. Now, yes, Bernie Sanders won more counties, like he won in Oneida County. No, yeah, he won in Oneida County. He won 57, I'm sorry, 54% of the vote. There were 13,000 votes cast. So yes, he may have won more counties, but he did not win more numbers. Right. Right. Yeah, but um, yeah, he everywhere else in the state, he won almost by double digits in every other place, almost in every other place in in the state, he won by double digits. Which is interesting because I would have thought that, um, given you know Sanders' more sort of liberal, uh, I mean, he's far to the left of Hillary Clinton, that he would have appealed to New York you know, New Yorkers, meaning people that live in the five boroughs more than Hillary Clinton because she's more of a conservative uh, candidate. And I would have thought that, you know, the people that live out in New York State who are Democrats would have been more likely to vote for her as the establishment candidate. But whatever, what do I know? Well, I think, well, I think part of it is um she concentrated her she concentrated her 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 work her her campaigning in the city um there there really was no I, I don't think there was any way she was going to win in the rural in the rural areas because they are very, very they are very conservative outside of the five boroughs and for all that it's worth Bernie Sanders might be a socialist but he also is a big supporter of the Second Amendment. And a lot of those voters vote that way. Hmm. All right, whatever. All I know is that I was watching the news today and the NBC News analysis said that uh, uh, Secretary Clinton would still have the majority of delegates even if she lost every other primary from here on out. Right. Oh yeah, she so. she's going to win. I mean, there is no there's no way that she 
she is going to not be the nominee. An interesting point, however, I just pulled up the Republican uh, numbers for New York County, New York, which is Manhattan. Donald Trump lost New York County. He lost his home turf. Mm. He oh, lost. Wow. I mean, he uh, Kasich won by approximately nine hundred votes. And Cruz, well, he wasn't even in the run. Cruz, let's just put it like this: Cruz is the member of Destiny's Child that nobody remembers. Mm. That's how bad it was. Right. So. Um, Legionnaire, anything that you wanted to add for this particular part of the story? Um, no. (laughs) (laughs) Now, let's get to this foolishness. Okay. So, uh, you you have the story, John Sebastian? I do. Okay. So, speaking of, I I did, I I called her name, Bianca. Um, (laughs) So, in salon.com, they have a story titled Hillary's Hot Sauce Long Con. If Clinton is pandering with this latest food revelation, it's the most impressive suck-up ever. So... <laughs> right. Um, okay, so basically, the most difficult thing about interpreting Hillary Clinton is that she's often so uncomfortable when she's not talking policy or so calculated when she is that people tend to take every answer as an example of pandering. That's the case with her latest revelation that she carries hot sauce in her handbag. Coming just two months after the release of Beyonce's formation single with its most, with with its much quoted line about hot sauce, it seemed like some attempt to grab onto the African-American experience. Given what the Philadelphia cheesesteak can do to politicians in the Northeast, branding them as outsiders if they order the wrong cheese on their sandwich, Clinton is smart to be careful there. <coughs> Excuse me. But she's but so far she's getting mixed reviews, getting mixed results for her statement on Power 105.1's The Breakfast Club. So, um, a couple of bloggers said it this way on Twitter. Hillary carrying hot sauce around is as believable as Tiger saying he has good music. Um, or at Anthony B.L. Smith, Hillary, Hillary Clinton referring to the Heinz ketchup in her bag as hot sauce, OMG. So there are a couple <laughs> possibilities. One is that Hillary Clinton really does like hot sauce and carries it around with her so she can season her food. The other is that she's been building an elaborate long con over hot sauce because she's been talking about it since 2008. A New York Times piece got at Clinton's love of hot peppers based on a 60 Minutes interview. I eat a lot of hot peppers, she told CBS News anchor Katie Couric, who had asked her how she maintains her stamina on the campaign trail. I, for some reason, started doing that in 1992, and I swear by it. I think it keeps my metabolism revved up and keeps me healthy. Apparently, she kept 100 bottles of hot sauce when she was in the White House. In 2012, she, called, she told Condé Nast Traveler about bringing red pepper and Tabasco on her trips as Secretary of State. And late last year, she and her staff talked about peppers and farm stands. To Clinton doubters, perhaps this is all just something she's been planning since Bill's election. 
Could it be that Hillary has built an elaborate myth around herself as someone who is not as bland as she seems, but is actually edgy, gutsy, and working so hard that she needs to eat food that a lot of white middle Americans consider too spicy so she can keep moving at high speed? <sighs> oh, my God. We are talking about hot fucking sauce. Right. Right. <laughs> and honestly, if she is conning people, this is the best damn long con ever. Mm. And a day. Oh my God. What y'all think about that? Uh, Hillary Clinton is not Melly Grant. <laughs> I mean, she ain't gonna go to uh, Wayne's <laughs> Burger and say something foolish. So she isn't going to go on a show that Negroes in New York listen to because I certainly don't and say something foolish about hot sauce. I mean, like like the president of the United States. I mean, she's a uh, Hillary Clinton is somebody's grandmama. Yes. And your, is, does your grandmother know who uh, Beyonce is? How many? I mean, maybe yours does, but how many white <laughs> grandmothers? How many white grandmothers you know know who Beyonce is and would actually be like, yeah, I carry hot sauce in my bag for that reason? I was like, Hillary Clinton is many things. And a lot of them are, I wouldn't say terrible, but not flattering. But she's not stupid. She would never just be like, yeah, I carry hot sauce in my bag because I'm the bitch that'd be like, well, let's see it. Pull it out. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I mean, hell, if people need to look Sorry, go ahead, baby. If Patty LaBelle can carry hot sauce in her pocket, but why can't Hillary Clinton? Right. right. And people need to look up the definition of pandering. Uh, going to on a black radio <laughs> station to appeal to black voters is not necessarily pandering. It's called going to people where they are. Yes, exactly. I mean, you know, what? what is better if she doesn't go on any black radio stations? I mean... You know, it's called it's called it's called politicking. You know, it's called going to if if uh if you live in New York City and it has a large Chinatown, you take your ass and eat one of them nasty ass uh dry ass (laughs) roast ducks that they got hanging in the window. Looking, you know, yeah. First time I went to Chinatown, I saw one of them things and nearly scared me half to death. (laughs) You go to Little Italy and eat a big ass bowl of pasta. You get on the subway. You go to uh, you go to you Pros- go to village. You, listen, you go to Prospect Park and suck a little dick at three o'clock in the morning. Oh Lord! You Maybe meet I people need to run where they office. are. Baby, I need to run for office. Hell! <laughs> <laughs> if that's the case, then half of these hoes are qualified to be the next ambassador. <laughs> to some- I am the ambassador of dick sucking. Thank you. Right. <laughs> the head nurse, as it were. The boy oh. just raised his hand. He's uh he's already uh the lead in the run running for that. Oh. He's already the f- number one candidate for America's next top bottom. There's wow. long know your talents, baby. Know your talents. <laughs> I ain't mad at exactly. you. Know your talents. But yeah, so I'm like, this whole thing about pandering, I'm like, this, I'm sure she does do some pandering things, but, you know, people need to pay attention to the political process, you know, 
a little more often and realize that, you know, every time a candidate appeals to some ethnic or cultural group, it's not pandering. Right. Pandering is when you say very specific shit. So, like, yes, if she had actually said hot sauce and she didn't actually have hot sauce, then it would be pandering. But since she did, you're just the idiot that looks uninformed. Right. Or, 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 or oh, she said, or she actually quoted the song saying that she has hot sauce swag, then yes. Because clearly that would never be a term that Hillary Clinton would use. So yes, that oh. in that case, then yes, I can understand that. But I mean, right. come on. You know. Or, or if, uh, if they ask her what do um what do she, what does she and Bill Clinton do, you know, on a nice romantic evening, she says I take him to Red Lobster. Wink, wink. And then you'd be like, come on. Come on, bro. Exactly. Okay, so we have a wonderful producer who always drops these little golden nuggets, almost like wet cat poop, in my box. (laughs) So, Fox News regular Sheriff David Clark, who is a black sheriff from Wisconsin, appeared on Fox and Friends this week where he said that Hillary Clinton might as, wa- might as well have gone full racist with her embarrassing pandering to black people earlier this week. So, remember you just said people need to learn the definition of pandering? Mm-hmm. Example A. Clinton said that hot sauce was something she carried in her bag with her at all times during the appearance on The Breakfast Club, as we mentioned. While Clinton is known to actually carry hot sauce and enjoy spicy food, the African-American company the stereotypes involved, and her own words opened the door for Clinton for people to accuse Clinton of a blatant act of playing to the crowd. I'm surprised she didn't say watermelon, Clark said in response. This is dehumanizing, embarrassing, and disgusting. If any other candidate were to say something like that about some stereotype about black people, it would ruin their career. I'm sorry, it would ruin their campaign. But the rules seem to be different for the Clintons. Clark went on to say that black people could see right through Clinton and that liberal politicians were responsible for the issues that continue to plague the community. Blah, 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 yak, 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 okay. Uh, Let me see. Brian Kilmeade asked whether it was an insult that no Republican candidates were making such an outreach effort, but Clark said they just needed time, they just needed more time to strategize. Well, shit, you had, never mind. Um, So yeah, pandering. This is not pandering. This is, I got hot sauce in my bag, bitch. Oh, I can't stand that bald motherfucker. Make my damn ass. Ugh. Ugh. Mm. Wet cat poop. Ugh. Bastard. Motherfucker. Mm. You know who we need need to get recorded saying motherfucker? Jennifer (laughs) motherfucking Lewis. Lewis. Motherfucker. (laughs) We need we mm. need to figure out a way to get out a record. We need a recording of her saying that. So whenever we need to say it, we just play play the damn clip, motherfucker. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Whew. All right, I'm done. Shit. Well, speaking of motherfuckers, mm. a couple of days ago, mm-hmm. BuzzFeed posted a video called "27 Questions." Black people have for black people. Motherfucker. So, you know, black intelligentsia seems to have a real problem with some of the things that were posted. So I'll give you a sample of a few of them. 
Why are we more likely to get involved in a new dance trend than we are to get involved in politics or open a new business? Why do we call each other the N-word but then get vehemently upset when a white person uses the N-word? Because we fucking can. Do you really believe that black is beautiful or is this just something you say because it sounds good? How do you bro- protest Black Lives Matter but and then tear down each other in the next breath? Why is growing up without a father so common in our race? Why is being educated considered a black thing? A white thing. A white thing. A white thing. So I have thoughts, but I'd be interested uh, in what you guys thought first. Hmm. Well, as a member of the black intelligentsia, as a member of the talented 10th, as someone who has gone to school and have the debt to prove it, that is the biggest pile of horseshit I have seen since I left central Pennsylvania. I mean, you, of all the boneheaded, idiotic, simpleton motherfucking things you could come up with, you came up with 27 questions like this, how about this? Why do people who consider themselves so awake write stupid ass shit? Because that right there was a waste of breath, time, and ink. I, oh, shit like that really bugs me. I'm done. Legionnaire? Um, uh, you know, I, I've gone back and forth when I've watched when I've watched this video, but my my reality is that I've had black people ask me some of these things, so I'm not sure I get the vitriol against the video i i i don't i i don't know i don't i don't get it i mean i understand that some of the questions and some of the topics came off kind of stupid i do get that but you know as as a black man living in this country i have been asked some of these things by other black people so for me i was able to identify with much of it hmm yeah, because um, when I saw the video, I was like, are, you know, are these videos inane and stupid as a rule? Mostly. Mm-hmm. But some of the questions I think weren't, uh, I mean, they are questions. I mean, I wrote about this, you know, back when I was, you know, pretending at, you know, going to church regularly. And, uh, you know, I it was my task to speak. I was like, well, you know, all these young kids do know the latest dance trend, but they can't tell you shit about, I didn't say shit, but they can't tell you anything about politics or anything else. Exactly. So, you know, and I know lots of people that talk about black is beautiful, but it's not their actions don't show that they believe black is beautiful or they believe that a very specific form of blackness is uh, beautiful. 
I do also believe that some people do say black lives matter, but their lives and their actions don't show it. And I'm not talking about black on black crime. I'm not talking about that foolishness mm-hmm. at all. I'm just saying that if black lives matter, then you should treat other black people better. So, you know, I I wasn't I was surprised at how offended everyone else was by right. the entire video, not that they were offended or disagreed with specific points because mm-hmm. I certainly agreed disagreed uh, with uh, specific points because it's plenty of white people uh, or people of other ethnicities growing up without a father right. Um, right. so and there, and there that's, that's a societal and, thing not a black thing and there mm-hmm. are plenty of children who are in other societies who don't know the latest, you know, who, who aren't interested in politics. They're children of other ethnicities who, you know, who can do the latest dances. It was, for me, it was the, the fact that these people are so smarmy. It was almost smarmy. And this whole, I'm, I'm becoming more and more anti-hotep um, as I get older. It came oh, off yes. almost as, mm. as hotepish to mm. me. Mm-hmm. And if you know, I don't do hotep well, and yes. that's and, and so for me, I, I looked at it through the the anti hotep lens. Okay, you know because it was almost this: we're awake and you're not. So let us let me talk. Let us talk down to you, and let you know that you're not as awake as you think you are. Hotepian to me. Hotepian. That's a. I better create. I better be Jesse Jackson and write some words. All right. I love it. I mean, I get those points, and I mean, I even agree with them. And I knew I, this was sort of why I did it because I was just puzzled. I was yes. like, uh, "Some of this is clearly fuckery, and some of it is clearly I'm better than you are, and I can see the big picture in the way that you can't." Right. But I mean, some of it, I was like, "Well, you don't have to be." I mean, some of it is basic questions. It's like, okay, you use. Um, the n-word all the time and then you get upset when white people do it i mean maybe that's a bad example mm-hmm. but maybe it's not because sometimes i'm like well you know if the word is so terrible but then again i kind of look at it as like you know you had that nickname that you call people in, that people in your family call you and you call each other but you know can nobody outside of your family do that but all forty, all thirty thousand Negroes in this country ain't my family. I'm just keeping it real. Right. Like, uh, like, uh, what's your, what's, your, what's your boy from, uh, like Titus Andronica said, sir, we are distant cousins at best. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, brother, right? Let's not act like we are. You know, we are all down for the exact same struggle because clearly we aren't. So I just didn't get that everyone was so in their feelings about it in a way that I wasn't. So, and but see, now when you talk about using the N word, I liken it to being a gay man and calling another gay man a fag. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, it's I'm exactly a, like that. And mm-hmm. so you know, and so I, I'm gonna be honest. Well, first of all, if you call me the N word or a fag, I'm, I'm liable to you know punch you in your damn mouth. But <laughs> uh, but that's just me. I, but I, I think that in in communities and in sub communities, th- there are something. There are just some things 
that we that the general population cannot. Um, I that that comes with not having power. That comes. I I just believe that's like, you know, this is horrible to say, but I think that you sh- that when black folks make fun of white folks, it's acceptable because we are a minority. We are. We you know we don't have. We don't have the access to capital. We don't have the access to the courts. We don't have the access to all of those things that some of our white friends do. And, you know, even from from the beginning of time, the oppressed class gets to make fun of the ruling class. It's one of the few things that we have, which is why when white people make fun of black people, it's not funny because you're already oppressing so now you're going to not only oppress, but then make fun of the people you're oppressing. That's just me. Yes. So I think that's where the, the balance of power, that's where the whole why can we do it, you can't do it comes in. You know, it's not that we necessarily like the word, but shit, it's, you know, and I'm not going to say it's our word, but it's our word. We get to own that. You know, mm. I don't call, I specifically don't call women bitches. Specifically. Because A, it's inappropriate, and B, I've got sisters who will smack my head off. You know, if a woman wants to call another woman a bitch, they're both females, and if they want to refer to each other as dog, God bless them, may heaven smile on. I don't have that right. Okay. Legionnaire, anything else you want to add? Uh, well, like I, like I said, I... I... While I do understand that some of the questions were would probably be considered, you know, out of line or or just plain odd. Uh, again, I, I I still don't understand the the fury in it, um, you know, because I mean, we're, at the end of the day, we're just we're talking about a, a video on BuzzFeed. True. Right. Not 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 an article in Time Magazine. So. You know, so I mean, I can, I can, I can listen, I can view the video and understand it for what it is. Because again, as a black man, I have been asked some of these questions by other black people, and, and have wondered why would black people ask questions like that? I mean, why would, why would? I mean, I grew up with people telling me that you know somehow I wanted to be better, better than most black people because I wanted to go to college. You know, that doesn't make me want to be better. That just makes me want to better myself. It doesn't have anything to do with you or anybody else. You know, so some of those things, some of those things struck me because those are things that I have definitely have been asked by by black people that, you know, in, in the community, I would expect to have more support around. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, because I do have, you know, I, I have been exposed to young people who are more interested in showing me how to dap than they are in, you know, telling me how much they know about what's really going on in the world. Right. So, you know, those, those things struck me out of that, out of that article. So, you know, I mean, I, you know, yeah, I, I would get upset when a white person use, uses the N-word. So I curb my use of it. I mean, I understand the, 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 um, the aspect of trying to claim it, as some people say, you know, to try to claim the word to take the power out of it. I get that. But, you know, the other side of it is that that word has such, you know, has such a, a, a charged history to it that, you know, 
you know, I would try to use it a lot less than I normally do because of that. Mm-hmm. You know, and you say, hey, you know, I, I, I have encountered people that will say that black is beautiful, but can't see the beauty, can't but can't see that there's equal beauty in somebody like Beyonce and somebody like Nina Simone. Right. That's always Santana, but Nina Simone. Right. Right. So, you know, so, yeah. So in in looking at it through that lens, I can see why those questions and how those questions come up. So, yeah, I, you know, I thought that I thought some of the questions were definitely valid. Well, you know, good to good. It's a good point to talk about. Yeah, I thought when uh, as you know, one of the privileges of being the moderator is that I get to come up with the segments. And this one just struck me. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Legionnaire, you're going to wrap us up when uh, when is a dick suck not a dick suck? <laughs> yes, on HuffPost Queer Voices, we have a blog that says it's just a bro job. No homo. Uh, does having sex with men make you gay? Uh, men have been having sex for since the dawn of time. And no, I don't mean with women. I mean with other men. Dispute this all you want. Make all claims of biblical proportions. But it is a well-documented fact that man-on-man sex is not new. However, sexual identifiers, i.e. gay, straight, lesbian, bisexual, etc. are. These terms are all rather modern when compared to the number of years that homo sapiens have been mating without labels with one another. So why have the more recent generations found a need to compartmentalize into neat, tidy little boxes those who are anything other than heterosexual? For the most part, it is, con- it is to connect with a community of people who are empathetic and understanding of each other. But when it comes, down, when it comes to the long-practiced tradition of straight men having sex with other men, there seems to be a lot of debate. And it goes on to talk about, uh, let's see. Unfortunately, sexuality is more complicated than we currently understand. And the answer to that question is buried somewhere in a currently blurry spectrum of human sexuality. In a discussion on the Huffington Post, one Canadian man talked about how he is a straight man who enjoys sex with other men. The two hosts grappled with this idea and questioned him at length. Not only did he seem to baffle the host... He also brought up some very interesting points about sexuality in and of itself. The conclusion, he still enjoys sex with men. He still identifies as straight and he's not the only one. In the safety of his car in a busy parking lot, I sat with one man who asked to be known only as John because he is a self-identifying straight man who has oral sex with other men. According to John, who has been with no more than five men, part of why he enjoys hooking up with other men is the idea is that something he isn't supposed to do and of course the dick it is more of like you're not supposed to do a kind of thing being straight it just intrigues me i don't know i like getting head and get, and guys just seem to be better at it than girls because they have the package i guess you could say another thing that intrigues me is the whole dick on dick thing i don't know how that got into my mind why i like it i can't really explain it but something like that just turns me on the arousal is where John begins to question whether or not he is straight. When we first began talking, he said most people would consider him bisexual. However, he has no desire to be in a relationship with another man. For him, that is what he says makes him straight. I would never, 
I mean, I can't say never, but I would never be attracted to a guy to the point where I'm like, dude, I want to take you on a date. I want to wine and dine you. But is the desire for romance the distinguishing factual factor in sexual identity? Some would argue it is. We need to make a distinction between sexual behavior and sexual identity, said Chelsea Reynolds, who is a doctorate doctoral candidate at the University of Minnesota who researches online media and sexuality. While guys who identify as straight may have sex with other men, this does not make them gay. Gayness, queerness, and other LGBTQ identities are representative of complex issues such as long-term partner preference, cultural belonging, and political orientation. Maybe you are a married Republican dad who has had a one-night stand with another man in college. Does that make you bisexual? I would say hardly. And it, it kind of goes on with the same kind of thing. And, uh, you know, it, it just it, it gets down to the question that does do those things make a man gay? I think we have to separate gayness and homosexuality. Right. Gayness is a cultural thing. Mm-hmm. You know that you know gay bars. You know there's the gay rights movement. There is you know a gay is a culture. If you have a one night stand with one dude as an experiment, and even if you liked it, but you don't go back and do it, you're just nothing than a human being who's exploring his or herself. In this case, his self. You know as he goes about his life but if you regularly have um oral or anal intercourse with another man you are in addition to the women that you do this with you are at least bisexual and the problem with that is that a lot of these men, they talk about this one guy. What is his name? I want to say Felix. Yes, this dude? yes. Felix Rios, who describes himself as a straight Latino man who also enjoys sex with other men. He's married and has a son. And he goes, he frequents gay bars and bathhouses to find sexual partners. He even found, he even described a previous person that he was with as his lover so i'm like no dude you're just a person who's cheating on your wife and having relationships on the side and you're living behind this comfortable facade of heterosexuality while still getting whatever it is that you want on the side you're no better than these closeted republicans who want to make all of these pronouncements against gays and lesbians yet are caught in airport bathrooms or posting pictures of their wide open uteruses <laughs> on Grindr. Not that uteruses. <laughs> you remember that girl that posted that picture? Um, yes. And yes. There was a picture of the black dude that was that 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 was fucking her, and he had that huge dick. And you, we all, child, you knew what was happening there. It wasn't just friends, right? 
that wasn't your first time either. Oh. Right. But it, you don't get a Lincoln Tunnel like that one time. Right. Okay. So, you know, one time is an experiment. Two times is verification. Three times, you are one of the gays. Or at least a bisexual. Um, if, you know, I understand the need. I, part, I think part of it has to do with uh, uh, positioning. Um, if you, you know, I think some men feel if they're just getting their, getting their dicks up, that does not make them gay. I've heard that in the black community all of my life. I'm not gay. I just like to get my dick sucked. Yeah, but you only have sex with men. Well, the only sex that you have is with men who are sucking your dick. Right. Um, um, I think that because such a prize is placed on on heteronormativity in this culture, or actually in the world in general, that people are, you know, men who do like sex with other men are hesitant to admit that. Um, it, it is, and, and we see that not just in articles like this, but we see it in everyday life. I particularly see it in church life. You know, I know, you know, you see the brother, I, man, I know that you are gayer than gay, gayer son. And I know that you like to take big ones up the back door. But you got a wife and two kids talking about you straight. You straight from one man to the next. So, you know, I think that once we get to a point where... I, I don't even know how that's going to happen. Um, I, I just I, I just think that we we do place such a premium on position. You know, so if you're a top, it's, you're not gay. If you're a bottom, you are. I think that's kind of has something to play into it as well. Um, yeah. But like... Felix, who was going to bathhouses and all this other foolishness, the fact that you go to gay locales to seek out not just gay sex, but what could be potentially risky gay sex. Because, now, let me go on and say this. I ain't been to the bathhouse but once in my life. And I know when I was there, what I saw made me run out. I was like, okay, this is and you know, and I'm you know I'm pretty open minded, but I was like, okay, uh, 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 too much for me. I literally was like, uh, that would have been the main reason I stayed. It would have told everybody you got to go to see this one thing. <laughs> I have gone, I, you know, in the list of experiences in my life, I can check off that I've done it. But even for me, I guess because I have these, I unless it's, I have these notions of romance when it comes to sex i do you know i i, I can't kiss you you know if, if i can't kiss you i can't screw you and that's kind of my uh, that's kind of you know and somebody was talking about kissing you know if you kiss a dude then that's a gay thing it's like right <laughs> no dude sticking your dick in another man's that that kind of ranks you know sticking your dick in, in, in a uh. so i i think that once we get past the the whole heteronormativity and and the 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 fear excuse me the fear of excuse me of um homosexuality that maybe some change will come but as long as we got dudes walking around talking about it's just a bro job you know no homo dude you a homo sorry you like that you like you like it a dick and ain't you know and ain't nothing wrong with that good dick is good dick no yes Good dick is good dick. <laughs> yes. Calm down, girl. Calm down. Ooh, I can testify. 
child. I, I agree. It's just ridiculous. Um, you know, and this only this comes up because you know these guys want you to be like, yeah, I'm I I suck dick, but I'm not gay. Uh, um, Blanche, y'all, right? But y'all, Blanche, exactly, y'all. Yeah, and it, nothing's wrong with that. And if you go suck dick, suck it well, right? You know, suck it, and they usually do. Yes, God. Not that I would know, but I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm, I'm just test, I'm just testifying by what I heard, not of what I know, but what I heard. Ooh. I mean, if if you are if you are a man, and the idea of having contact with another man's penis is something that arouses you, that's that's homosexual. You might be a homosexual. It it, it, it just is. I mean, there's <laughs> I'm sorry. There's there's no there's no gray area in that. For me, I, yeah, I mean, yes. If if you still have those desires for women, then yes, we're we're playing in the area of of bisexuality in terms of how that is defined as sexual flu- fluidity. That I can get, but this whole denial that oh, you know, it can't it can't possibly be in any way homosexual because you know you still have sex with women. No, if you're going out seeking seeking dick. Seeking. Seeking, seeking, looking for dick. You are hunting for dick. You are clearly grappling with homosexual feelings, even if you still desire and have sex with women. Yes. There's homosexuality happening. Yeah, it is. Yes. (laughs) If you go go to the park looking for dick and you got a wife, you might be gay or bisexual. You might be bi, or you might just be a gay man married to a woman. I just, I, I guess, having never been in the closet, I don't have a concept of this. I don't. I've never, you know, I just don't. And even when I thought I was gonna marry a woman, I was like, well, I'm just gonna be a gay man married to a woman. But I, no, yeah, you, if you go, if you go hunting for uh, El Pinga. Then you like a la penga. If you like the penga, like the penga, baby. I like the penga. Right. Penga is a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Penga make you do wrong. Yes. Oh, I feel like we we beat that one to death. <laughs> Beating the penga is a good thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> good times. And that, kids, was Ooh. Hot Topics. Yes, and that was hot, baby. It was. It was spicy. It was, it it was, was hot spicy. sauce. Mm-hmm. Escandalo. Escandalo. Oh, God, I missed that bar. There was a bar in D.C. called Escandalo. Hmm. I've uh, been there. That, huh? Haven't been there. Well, no, it, it closed in the mid '90s. Um, it no, I was still in college then. Right. It used to be on P Street in Dupont, where the right in front of the old frat house, where it's a Japanese. I think it's a Japanese sushi uh, sushi place now. Um, oh. But right at the cor- right at that corner where the frat you go down the alley to the frat house, or what used to be the frat house. You mean Omega? I'm sorry. It's called Omega now, or it was Omega. Well, it was Omega, yeah. Um, yes. Show you how old I am. Where Omega used to be. 
Ooh, you want to talk about hunting for Penga? Now you can get you some Penga and no Baker. <laughs> I'm sorry. And the interesting part is that I, it's funny that you would say that because when I think of Omega, I think of old white men. And I was like, well, that would probably be the perfect place for you to find Pinga. I found a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I look. I ain't no shame in the game, baby. I know I know what I like. I got what I like, hey. And he, he in the bed sleep right now. Hallelujah. Ele- it'll be 11 years and four weeks. Yes. Yes. My word. And he keep coming home, so. Right. I must be, I must be doing something right. <laughs> and there and there it is. And there it is. Yes. I'm giving him something he can feel. Mm. Oh, yes. Well, yes. listeners can get something they can listen to if they go to iTunes and search for reality and subscribe to to our fun little podcast. Yes, they can. Mm-hmm. Well, hallelujah. hallelujah. You can also go to poppychuloradio.com slash archives and download the entire reality library. Oh, Lord. Not the entire reality library. The mm-hmm. entire library. Jesus be. Ooh, and, if, and there's all kinds of fun little snippets and things. Check we it out. Some fool- and some foolishness and fuckery. We got a whole bunch of shit in there. Honey, you can like us on Facebook. You can like us. You can follow us on Twitter. You can uh, give us some money. Yeah. You can uh, do all kinds of stuff. So, listen, I wasn't even aware that we had uh, an Instagram account. It's at Poppy Chulo Radio. We, oh Lord. You see what happens when we read the notes. Okay. <laughs> Honey, I'm like, what? Bitch, where? <laughs> right. <laughs> and if you're feeling generous listeners we do have a GoFundMe page um, go to uh, GoFundMe.com slash yes. Papi Chulo Radio we will Papi take your money we, we will take your money and we will not spend it on hot sauce or wet cat poop Oh, not at all we won't do it Promise. Or, or, look, or Janet tickets that will not be refunded huh? oh, well, looks like she actually is refunding tickets Oh well, she knew she was going to. I, I mean, I do. It was a fun uh, thing, but yeah. I knew she was. I was like, there is no way that she odd, was going right. to all them girl, all them kids' money until 2017, and then think they were still going to come see her. They, they were going like they were going to be throwing tomatoes and at her. <laughs> Ooh, they were going to come get you, girl. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Holes in the in the audience with uh, irons and shit. Penny, <laughs> where you been? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, uh, you know what happens, to little girls who lie to their mommies. See, ooh, <laughs> <laughs> baby, I'm telling you that. Now you, we should do a show about villainous mothers. Because mm. I, I firmly believe she was the most evil mother ever on television. Ooh, yes, and then the, and then had the nerve to try to make a comeback to steal her child back. I said, what bitch. The, that thing there <laughs> when she showed up in that fur the that fur coat yes. with her turban on. Uh, ooh, bruh, that bitch might might as well have been twirling her mustache. Girl. Girl. Chip Fields don't <laughs> ever act again. 
<laughs> she acted that day. I still hate her. And what was funny is a couple weeks ago on Real Housewives, not that I watched the show because I don't, but I saw the clip. Um, Kim Kim Fields was talking. Kenya was Kim, Kenya was giving Kim the business. And Ooh, Kim on the reunion show. Yes, and Kim Ooh, said, baby. "Say something else." Oh, she almost got some nene. Baby, when she said, say something else. I was like, Shit. you sounded just like your mama in good times. I got nervous. I thought there was an iron somewhere nearby. Okay. Because Kim Fields was trying her best not to come out of her face. She was trying hard not to come out of her face. But baby. Yeah. When she said, say something else. I was like, oh, go ahead, Mrs. Gordon, girl. Go on, Mrs. Gordon. <laughs> yes. Whew. Okay. Now that we've had that bit of useless <laughs> trivia. <laughs> yes. And oh. now, kids, it's time for the Hot Topic Speed Round. Is everyone ready? Let's do it. Yes. Yes. All right. First up, Legionnaire, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes. And on Yahoo.com TV, Yahoo TV, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s Ming-Na Wen stands up to Hollywood whitewashing in an article by Dar- Excuse me, Donna Dickens. Uh, she relates... Way back in 2015, the rumor mill spit out that Scarlett Johansson was picked up as the lead in Ghost in the Shell to the tune of $10 million. And today, Paramount Pictures had released the first image of Johansson in costume as Motoko Kusanagi, also known as the Major. If you had noticed, ScarJo isn't Japanese. Whitewashing of Asian characters seems to be a theme this week in Hollywood. First, Doctor Strange, and now this. Macau-American actress Ming-Na Wen uh, of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. took to social media to vent her frustration. At Ming-Na, nothing against Scarlett Johansson. In fact, I'm a big fan. But everything against this whitewashing of Asian role. Yeah. Hollywood has been getting better with uh, people of color representation in recent years, but weeks like this prove that we still have a long way to go. Oh, and if you need a refresher on why it's okay to convert a white character to a minority, but not the other way around, there is a link to a, um, another story um, that actually breaks it down in a very interesting way. Um, it, talk, it, it, gives, it gives the example of raisins and how the raisins are divided into a bowl and you have a bunch of raisins in one bowl representing all the white rolls and things that are out there and then you have another bowl that has like maybe five ten raisins in it and and it's taught in the sales how when you take a black a person of color and drop it into the white roll then it kind of gets mixed in with all the other white rolls and it gets diluted so it doesn't make that much of an impact when you're making that change. But when you do the reverse, then that that white that white person in that black role stands out and creates the issue because somewhere there needs to be another person of color to be added to that to that um, to that scarcely populated bowl. And that's how they kind of make the comparison, which I thought was pretty interesting. Uh, but what do you guys think? I think whenever you whitewash a role, it's completely unacceptable. Just don't. Today, it's not even. It's not even necessary today. Mm. Just not even necessary. Ugh. To say that, to say that they couldn't find an Asian actress 
to play uh, this character is ridiculous. Clearly, the chick doesn't have to be young because, I mean, I love Scarlett Johansson, but Scarlett Johansson is like 35 years old, right? Yeah. Uh, something like that, yeah. So it's not like it required some person and they couldn't find some young Asian chick young enough. I mean, the the... the the young, I mean, it's sad that I can't think about so many, but the young Asian uh, woman who's probably like 50 years old now, but still looks 22. Uh, no, no. Um, the one from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Oh, um, the Bond girl. Oh, yes. Yes, uh, yes. yes. The, the young, young Michelle something. No, not Michelle no. Yeoh, but the other Michelle guy. Was, Michelle was the older one. Right, she was okay. the older one. But yeah, I know he. But the about. younger one that was the princess that was the secret assassin. Right. I mean, you know, there's plenty of you know people that can do that and make that happen. So anyway, any other thoughts? No. Nah. Well, good. Next up. There is an article on newnownext.com. There's a meetup group in D.C. that proves racism is alive and well in the gay community. Uh, There is a meetup group that says uh, uh, they are looking for young, fit, masculine, white men, straight identified, gay and bisexual. And in case you're confused by white, we mean non-Hispanic, non-Latino white men. So let me just get into a couple of question profile questions that they have what is your age weight what age weight height and race are you your age may be verified this is a non-seen group meaning we don't go to gay bars as a group is this non-seen group okay with you This group is for just for white guys. The organizer who is black is the sole exception and there will be no other non-whites at parties. Is this group just for white guys okay with you, honey? So, <clears throat> this Snow Queen has pulled together a group of white guys just for him. I... I applaud this bitch. Because that's some clever shit, bitch. Right. His own dating I mean, it's pool. Terrible. It's terrible. It's terrible. But, but he has his own have, dating pool. Right. You have created your own pool of trade, bitch. Yes. Stranger, bitch. Stranger. <laughs> and let me tell you, let me get into the descriptions a little bit more. <laughs> We're looking for recent grads from D.C. area campuses, including GW, and he lists a bunch of schools, Virginia Tech, UVA, blah, blah, blah. And, of course, Catholic U. Catholic white boys are the best. We're also looking for white military men, U.S. Navy, Army, Navy, uh, U.S. Marines, Army, Navy, and Air Force, Coast Guard, Naval Academy, firemen, and policemen. Honey, the group encourages healthy and fun activities, masculine activities like team sports, listening to rock music, parties, and much more. So if you are a young, fit, masculine white dude who likes other dudes, a bromo, join this group. Honey, very specific type. Mm. He he want a white man with some money. 
He want a young white man with some money, and he want somebody in a uniform to fuck him. Fake uniform fetish. Right. Oh. And you know what always kills me is these queens that be like, oh, we don't do scenes. We don't go out to gay bars. Like, girl, you're on a meetup group for other homos. That is a scene. That is a gay bar. Oh, exactly. Honey, when you say, when you, all of these, when all of you, you know, I'm going to use a word here. When you go out and do these uh, masculine activities like team sports, listening to rock music, going to parties, all the other people are like, look at those fags playing team sports. <laughs> right. Look at those fags having dinner. You, you know, yeah, listen, no matter how masculine you think you are, what is 20 of you girls at the Cheesecake Factory, trust and believe all of the other patrons in the restaurant know that everyone in that group is a homosexual because 20 unrelated heterosexual dudes do not hang out together. Not like that. Unless they are in a fraternity and uh, this ain't a college town. Right? No. Lord, yeah, she done came up with her own dating point. I am not mad at her at all. Okay, you strong J, bitch. You work. Strong J. <laughs> work your... Okay. Ooh. Lord have mercy. She's probably one of those girls, uh, Legionnaire, that likes to be called the N-word and, you know, um, degrade... And listen, race play is fine. I'm just saying this, this seems like that type because I would find it odd that if you're the organizer and you're the only black person and you're going exclusively after white guys, this isn't a group of... I would think that that group would not be the kind most likely to seek out black dudes. Mm. Not at all. So Ooh. any of them that are going to have sex with you, it ain't going to be the love of your life. It's going to be the fuck of the minute. Mm. Mm. Okay. Anyway, um, what? Speaking of gays, Legion, uh, John Sebastian, wrap us up with this gay couple that received this uh, wedding RSVP. Okay, so on out.com, a Canton, Ohio couple preparing for their wedding got a nasty little reminder while they might be free to marry each other, they aren't free of people's ignorant bullshit. With less than a month ago before their wedding, Keith and Chad received an ominous letter in the mail to one of their invites, and it reads, Hello, Keith Allen and Chad Michael. Just wanted to let you both know you have sent an invitation to the wrong people. You thought we supported you as a couple. Well, boys, you were so wrong. Your invitations were forwarded to an anti-gay group in the Canton-Akron area. They will be attending your wedding. Protesters will be there. It's not normal for two men to marry. What is wrong with you? It's a sin. Some of your friends are only coming to your so-called wedding to help in the protest. Like it or not, this is going to happen. This day is going to be ruined for you. This is going to be such a fun show to watch. You are both going to get what you deserve. See you at the anti-gay show. Love. Alrighty, so they have said they're not canceling their wedding. Amen. I am happy for them. And what I want us to do, and we're going to post this on our Facebook page, listeners, Support these gentlemen. Send them a card. You know, send them some love. Um, they're getting married at, uh, well, they're, they're not getting married there, but Canton's New Vision United Church of Christ, which is an open and affirming congregation in Canton, is throwing the couple a card shower. 
and you can send a card to them. It costs you 47 cents. Stamps have gone down. Buy a card, write them a supportive note, put it in the mail. They need our support as a community. Fellow co-host, what you think? Legionnaire? Um, I'm all I'm all for that. I, I am all for that. Um <laughs> you know, I just I I wonder, I just, like, if they are aware of where I'm, I'm hoping that they would, would be aware of who this person is that chose to uh, respond to their, you know, very kind invitation to their special day with this kind of bullshit. Because uh, that's just, that's just what it is. So, yes, I, I would have no problem with sending a letter or a card of support and certainly encourage our readers to do follow suit. As do I. And if I was Chad and or Keith, 10 years from now, I would look back on our wedding anniversary with satisfaction as our young Asian daughter played at our feet and reminisced on the day that me and a hundred of my friends beat the shit out of some people that tried to ruin our wedding. Mm. Mm. Because let me tell you, as much as a wedding cost, and as long as, you know, the gays have waited to get married, if some fool think they want to come, like, you can show up if you want to, but listen, when I get married, both of y'all going to be there, and Legionnaire already know what all of our friends look like. Right. So, you can show up and cut the fool if you want to. Uh, Mm. Act the fool and give a show if you'd like. <laughs> but I've, but, I've just, in in the words of my own made up um, housewife, house husbands <laughs> tagline, be kind or beware. <laughs> Hallelujah! Yes! yes, all it is. But before we go any further, so I was looking at some of the comments on the out dot com um, site for this article, and one mm-hmm. struck me, and it says, "Fake." Have they created a GoFundMe account yet? So I click on the dude's name. And it leads me to his Facebook profile. And I happen to find out that he is Facebook friends with someone that I know very well. Mm. And he's a homo that hates homos. Motherfucker. Lord. Wait a minute. Chad and Michael have a friend that you know? No, 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 no. Um, in the comment section on the article, one, oh. one just stood out to me and I clicked on his name and the person who made the comment knows someone I know. He's accusing them of, of making this up, basically. Oh. Okay. Well. Okay. Alright, kids. I just saw something that I thought was, was hilarious and we've got a few extra minutes, so we weren't going to do Master Queer Theater, but I think it's just fun to just read it. Yeah. So, Senator Ted... Uh, uh, Teddy Munster Grandpa Munster, uh, yeah. did a, his little fundraising thing where he talked about he says you see running for president of the United I don't even know what he sounds like I'm going to I don't want to make him sound Mexican because that would be a racist stereotype and offensive to Mexicans but hmm. he talks about the sacrifices that he has to make while 
uh, running for the Republican nomination. He says the constant attacks never stop. The liberal media, Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump know the best way to defeat me and score another win for the Washington cartel is to tear me down. I face a constant barrage of political and personal attacks daily. He says his time with his family is non-existent. Time spent almost every day on the campaign trail means precious little time spent with my wife Heidi and my daughters, the very family that gives me the motivation and drive to fight. Health and sleep are limited. Fighting morning and night for the future of our company, company country ensures long nights and early mornings resulting in little to no sleep. And lastly, personal time is not possible. You think of this the least, but as a candidate, my, my days are no longer my own. Days start before dawn and many times don't end until the early the next morning. This is there is almost no personal time when you run for president. Friend, let me be clear. I'm willing to make these sacrifices despite the high cost. And then he goes on to ask for money. Right. Elizabeth Warren. Yes. Yes. <laughs> at Elizabeth for MA. Yesterday at Ted Cruz sent a campaign email whining about the quote significant sacrifice he's made running for president. At Ted Cruz whined about facing constant attacks, non-existent family time, limited health and sleep, and no personal time. Are you kidding me, at Ted Cruz? We're supposed to pity you be, be, because trying to be the leader of the free world is hard? Two words. Boo. Boo. Know <laughs> whose health is limited? Workers with no paid leave who can't stay home when sick or caring for kids. At Ted Cruz won't support it. Know whose sleep is limited? Working parents who stay up worrying about getting kids through college without big debt. At Ted Cruz blocked refi. Know who gets no personal time? People who work two minimum wage jar jobs to support their families. At Ted Cruz opposes giving them a raise. Know who gets no family time? At Ted Cruz. Moms with unfair schedules who drop kids at daycare and find their hours canceled at GOP won't help. Know who's facing, quote, constant attacks at Ted Cruz? Hardworking American immigrants, Muslims, LGBT folks, women, your constant attacks. And at Ted Cruz, working people work more, get paid less, can't save, get mistreated, struggle with illness and family, but they don't whine. They don't throw tantrums or try to shut down their workplace because they don't get their way and then turn around and demand promotions. You chose to run for president at Ted Cruz. You chose to make your, quote, sacrifices. Working people don't have a choice. Hey, at Ted Cruz, maybe you should spend less time complaining about your, quote, significant sacrifices and more time doing something about theirs. And the book is officially closed. The library is shut down. That bitch tore the building up. Okay. He wins that. And he ain't come. And he ain't had no witty comeback to that. I'll, listen, this you know Ted Cruz. Well, Ted Cruz is, <laughs> is you know a dog. I was going to say he's about to drop out. That hoe ain't dropping out to the end. No, mm -mm, the better end. They're gonna have to like. He's going to be like the last person out the door at the end of the Cleveland convention. <laughs> uh, Senator Cruz, we're shutting off the lights. I'm not leaving. 
Right. I'm not like that. All I still got to sweep the floor. Right. Oh, my. She read him. Baby. What is it? These girls are reading this week. Okay. They is they is reading for sure. What the f- Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, she wins. She fucking wins. Uh, she and Iman, they win this week. I'm done. I'm done. Hallelujah. I'm done. Well, kids, now that we're done, did you enjoy the show? Yes. Yes, yes indeed. Ooh. Absolutely. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm over the moon. I'm actually in a much better mood than I was yesterday. Cause yesterday I was, I was at the point of shaking. Oh my! So, well, then I had, I'm, you know, I had a drink of fifteen, and then I was good. You know, fifteen <laughs> drinks will do that for you. It I'm gonna have the equivalent. It's called two shots of Nyquil. It's, it's gonna get, you know, fifteen drinks get you right together. Honey, in a heartbeat. If you ain't together, you ain't living. But uh, <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> What's wrong with her, child? She had fifteen drinks. Uh, uh, she's she's all the way together. <laughs> she ain't got no look. Right. Her liver don't work no more, but she all the way together. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> oh. So you can catch reality every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern and 4 p.m. Pacific with replays on Saturdays and Sundays at 12 p.m. Eastern and 9 a.m. Pacific. You can visit the Poppy Chulo Radio archives to download the latest episode and all of the others. You can also binge listen to your favorite Poppy Chulo Radio programs by visiting poppychuloradio.com slash archives. You can download tonight's broadcast through iTunes. Just search for reality and subscribe. Legionnaire. Yes. I'm like, uh, Legionnaire. How can the kids get in contact with you? Oh, I can be uh, I can be found on the Twitter verse and Instagram. Uh, well, my handle is at Legion Onyx. Uh, Facebook, my handle is Legionnaire Onyx. And those faithful listeners of Poppy Chulo Radio can uh, catch me on the Shield Files, the Lions Den, uh, Gladiators Unite, and Fear the Rambling Dead. Cool, John Sebastian. Oh, okay. I, I had to recatch my breath. Um, that y'all. Oh, I needed that. Um, on the face of books, um, you can catch me at unofficial colon John Sebastian and on Twitter at gsj six one two. Cool. You can reach me on the Twitters, the Instagrams at Dom Onyx, the Facebooks at uh, oh, excuse me, Facebook.com forward slash Dom Onyx. That's also my website, www.domonyx.com, and the tumblers at uh, thedomonyx.tumblers.com. Tumblr.com. The tumblers. I know, Talk right? about a vodka, baby. <laughs> vodka. I know. It's, you know, drugs, you know, vodka's a hell of a drug. Honey. So you can like reality or Facebook by going to facebook.com forward slash PCR reality. You can also follow Poppy Chulo Radio on Twitter and Instagram at Poppy Chulo Radio. You can also follow uh, what am I doing? What am I doing? 
<laughs> you can also follow Reality on Twitter at PCR Reality. You can support Reality financially by going to GoFundMe.com slash Radio. Email us via reality at poppychuloradio.com with any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns. And if you're interested in joining the, re- the Poppy Chulo Radio team as an on-air personality or blog contributor, you can email us via talent at poppychuloradio.com. Everyone say goodnight. Uh, just before we say goodnight, I just want to give a shout out to the family of Doris Roberts, who uh, we lost oh. from the uh, showbiz scene recently. The uh, Emmy Award winning and Screen Actors Guild winning comedic actress uh, passed away at the age of 90. Uh, we have truly uh, lost one of our comedy legends and um, definitely wanted to give a shout out to uh, those that she left behind. Definitely. And she was 90. Mm-hmm. Yes, God was. bless her. She looks fabulous. Yeah, yes, she she, uh, she apparently went you know went peacefully, uh, you know, so there was no no suffering in her passing or anything like that. So she will definitely be missed. Yes, she will be. Oh. All right, kids, we will see you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. All righty. Yes, indeed. Hallelujah. Good, good night, y'all. Thanks for listening to Reality. This is Ben Patrick Johnson saying good night and have a wonderful week.